Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. That's my riffing. Sounded like a cat. cat sound? Yep, I was going to go with a cat. Damn. Um, well, for the new listeners, this is the Next Level Show. Welcome. I'm your host, Jonathan Alvarez. I'm here with my other two hosts, Gabriel Contreras and Mr. Michael Nillis, Papa Nillis. Hey, hey. We we are bringing you a random episode today because we genuinely don't know what we're going to talk about. We don't know what to expect. You're going to be as surprised as we are. Actually, not really. You know why? You know why? Because Mike does a fantastic job putting the show notes and timestamps exactly what we're going to talk about and where so if you want to know what the point of this episode is going to be you can scroll down there and see exactly where we're going to get into that but it's been a busy week guys i don't know about you guys how's work been for y'all uh work's been pretty good uh getting some new people so that was awesome and uh yeah it's uh it's been going pretty good different different types of clients i, I had one where i haven't had this one in a while he's um it's a dude a uh, teenager and he just wants to you know haven't really put much of an emphasis on fitness and health and nutrition or anything so just wants to get put on the right path uh, but he seems to be in a good um good place good sponge mm-hmm. yep so good good stuff with him mike i like working with the younger dudes um I, I saw feel. one of your clients the other day, dude. They're looking jacked from the first time I saw him. And it's the same person. I do remember his face. You're, oh, Ryan. No, it's... um. Oh, Yuma? Yuma. Yeah, Yuma. He's... Yuma. He's an exceptional human being. Um, yeah. He must have been a good trainer. But... Well, to be completely honest with you, he came to me knowing how to squat and deadlift with, I mean, as close to perfect form as you can ask of somebody, which Is I he Asian. Yeah. He's, he's actually like, he grew up in Japan. So um, oh, wow. he's here. I think he's been here for a couple of years, but um, yeah, I mean, he's just very, very disciplined and very, um, Kind of like what Gabe said, he's very much a sponge. So he just, I, I can tell him to do one, tell him to do this on this next one, and he'll do it. And he just nails it every single time. So he makes my job really fucking easy. Um, but yeah, he's um, you know, he's doing good. Actually, I'm meeting with him today. I think. Um, but yeah, busy week, dude. I have zero fucking time for anything. I don't even have time for like for time. Yeah, a nap would be nice. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I can squeeze a minute work, but, you know, even then, that's only like the very, very early morning people, Um, because then during the day, it just it just doesn't make as much sense because people are in and out of the back room at the gym, other trainers, the manager, whatnot. So I wouldn't be able to get like actual nap in. But yeah, I've been, you know, training people coming back here when i can i got a house to work on for my mom so that's keeping me busy at nights plus like the past couple nights with oliver have just been uh pretty pretty damn rough he's just super duper fussy and um you know what i thought you should do with uh with with, uh, baby oliver what why don't you play some metal 
We could try that. I don't know. <laughs> I've did you see? Did you, it was uh, I forgot what the hell it was. It's like a, it um same kind of situation. The baby was like all fussy and crazy, but then once put on some metal, it just uh, calmed him down. It soothed I mean, if, the beast. If he wants some metal, I got some bangers <laughs> I can play him. But I don't know that that necessarily work. I mean, so far the only thing we've found that actually uh, does calm him down, as funny and as meme worthy as it is. Is Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, we yeah. can actually put that song on and it actually calms him down, um, even if it's just for the duration of the song. So we've tried a couple of other songs. I don't know if it's the melody or the style of music, or maybe he just likes that one. I don't know, but but yeah, he's going through this weird sleep regression, um, overstimulated phase that Jen read about, and it seems to be pretty accurate where he's more aware of the world around him and it's it's overwhelming so he's he's overstimulated and um that's making him overtired and then he's also um just being generally fussy about going to sleep anyways so he wants to be held while he sleeps and it's just creating this 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 war of attrition loop where you hold him till he falls asleep you put him down he wakes back up you pick him up he falls asleep you put him back down he wakes back up just back and forth until uh, either I fall asleep holding him or he finally gets tired enough to just stay asleep. And he just wants a hug. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, I'm, you know, and that's the sad part because I'm more than happy to hold that child all day, every day. I fucking, that's the best part of my day is holding him. Um, especially when he's in a good mood, when he's not just screaming in my face, but um, I know it's like, it's an awful habit to have, you know, cause I don't want him to only sleep when he's being held. And I don't want to sign myself up for always holding him while he's sleeping. Cause I need to fucking sleep too. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's kind of like a bittersweet scenario. If, if that makes sense. I, I, I think that's going to be, it's going to work out. It's just kind of, I guess you, you'll, you'll figure it out, which is interesting to me now is just that with parents, we can Google things if we need to like read up on like maybe what's going on. And we, I wonder like how it was even just like 20 years ago. I mean, we didn't have access to things as quick as we do now um, or mm -hmm. as, as variety of information and studies done and whatever and articles, whatever you books, you name it, it's all there for you. So I think that, do you think it's making us better parents or do you think that it, in a way we're losing our intuition on certain things? Or is it um, I think, honestly, I think it's more of a cause of stress than anything else. Um, Cause just like a hypochondriac, I mean, not saying Jen does do this, but she could look up every symptom of everything and look up all the possible things that he has um, and worry about, you know, what she's doing, what sort of decisions she's making um, and all that sort of stuff. So almost like it gives you the tools to overanalyze if you want to, Yeah. as opposed to just, okay, the baby is alive. He seems to be happy sometimes and he's gaining weight. Those are pretty much the three most important things for bringing a child up at this point. And then, you know, sensory improvement and all that kind of stuff comes too, but he's alive. He's gaining weight. I mean, that's a success, but yeah, you know, if you get really nitpicky about the gas levels and you know, whether or not he's like following a toy across the room or whatever, like I feel like that's where people can kind of like overanalyze and stress themselves out a little bit too much. I feel I mean, that, it, like, go ahead, Gabe. 
No, I was going to say that yeah, kind of like what you said, Mike, there, it can get to the point of on overanalyzing something. Like if you go look up, uh, hey, what's this cough that I'm, uh, you know, feeling on WebMD? Oh, I have cancer. <laughs> yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? So, so, so it can go in that if you let yourself <laughs> go to that extreme, but it can at least um, give you some sort of peace of mind if you see, you look up, hey, what's this? Oh, it's actually nothing. It's not that serious. It's serious if this happens. Okay, at least I can, you know, calm down and relax until the morning and not have to freak out. So while, like anything, it can be a tool used for uh, one extreme or the other, I, I'm, generally speaking, I think that it's, it, it would make us better parents for certain situations. However, relying on that tool too much can not be the best. Yeah. What I was going to say is that I've seen like both extremes of parents and you guys are not one of them, but it's just, I've seen like other parents that I know that are super like on top of everything. And I'm thinking to myself, that just sounds ridiculously exhausting. Like, don't get me wrong. Being a parent already seems like a lot of work. Obviously I see you Mike now going through the new baby phase, but um, it's like this. Uh, I, I used to train someone actually back in the day couple years back and they i mean they were that helicopter mom man like they were all there all the time and and i met a couple of, of parents like this and not to knock them everyone you know feels whatever they need to do whatever makes them feel good but um the way i look at it, it's like i feel in some cases it's almost like you're it creates i think in the future tense, maybe where this kid grows up and resents their parent for being like literally in their face all the time. Like let them breathe, let them fall down, let them cry, let them be dirty. Like the germ thing, obviously with the whole COVID thing, things has completely changed, but I can imagine like, like how maybe we were raised where we played outside. We played in the sand. We played in these like disgusting and germ infested ball uh, pins with the, at the playgrounds and like mm -hmm. McDonald's or whatever you have. And most, and we're, we're fine. And I think in a lot of us, we're, we're healthy, we're strong. Um, also, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I was never like very babied growing up with like the, the super mushy type of parenting. It was more like very like straight, like, Hey, like, don't act like this. You're going to get spanked. Like, you know, it's like you act right. You know, you don't have a choice. And especially in the Hispanic culture, it was, uh, don't talk back to your parents, like type thing. Like it was like, if not, you're going to get your, your ass whooped. But, um, I feel that, I don't know if that's starting to morph and change. I'll see when I'm a parent too, like, uh, and who I have a kid with and stuff. It's kind of like where their mindset is going to be with that. But I just wonder it, with, even with all the information we have now, are we doing more harm than good to ourselves? And this can be outside of parenting. I think this is with anything, right? Well, it can be for sure harmful, but for those individuals, like especially like helicopter parents, taking that into as an example, the parents themselves, they're not saying, to, they're not saying I'm going to really fuck this kid up by being <laughs> overly protective, right? That's not the whole intention. That's not, <laughs> that's not where they're coming from. They're just, we all, as parents, we always want the best for our kids. We want better for them than what we had. So if I, I don't know, I had to, just like as a trainer, right? So how many times did you go through, you know, your ups and downs, trials and tribulations as a trainer till you finally figured out exactly what's the right path to go? So you're telling your, your clients, hey, don't do that. Don't do beach body. Don't do all these supplements. You know, you don't need that. 
do this instead, right? So you're trying to um, put them on a better path when try to um, limiting the mistakes that they made, right? The, the mistakes that you made. And while there can be some lessons, life lessons to be learned from making your own mistakes, right? Because that's some of the, some of the best lessons that we learn are from making our own mistakes. That's where the whole mindset is coming from as a parent, as a helicopter parent. I was like that in the beginning, like for my first daughter, like I just wanted to put her in a bubble and be like, get the hell away from me. You know, it's everyone around her. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and you know, it, it, eventually you kind of learn, well, you know, what's that going to do? Am I doing more harm than good? Probably, you know, or they, they'll be fine, but just living once I step away, once I'm no longer there, will they be able to manage the world life in a way that would be productive for them. So for, uh, so I have, I have to, and, and that's kind of like where like now I, I try to be as, as uh, we, we both Jennifer and I, we try to be as honest with them as we can about like, for instance, anything that's going on and speaking to them, not as a kid. I mean, they're, even though they're a little bit older now, just um, as a person and hoping that they can make the better decisions. So I don't do any, we don't say things to them of like, you know, don't do this. And then that's it. I say to them, okay, well, maybe it's not best to do this because of this. These are the kind of situations that happen when this happens. If you have too much sweets, your tummy, your tummy is going to hurt. If you go to sleep too late, then this is going to happen. Hey, don't play around like that because you might fall down and break your face. So while I say that, I kind of like let them and to some extent. And I say to them, hey, remember what I said to you? I was like, okay, well, this is why I said it to you. Now you're experiencing this. Oh, we went to sleep late. We got to get up early because we have school you're getting cranky because of this. So I tried to kind of give them a cause and effect as to why I do some kind of things. Um, another example, uh, not to just totally, uh, you know, uh, hog this kind of topic and that we're talking about. We um, sometimes we try to find like certain things to watch as a family. We watch this documentary about, it's kind of old. I want to say it's like at least five years old or something. I think it was on Amazon called Sugar. And it was just about sugar and stuff and the different types of different kind of the three different types of sugar, what it does to you. And there was one um, segment and it talked about this kid who had it was called Mountain Dew Mouth, where he was like a teenager, uh, early teens. And he just had like his teeth were just totally like just jacked, like he needed to have surgery to take out all of his teeth and put in new ones because of how much Mountain Dew he was um, consuming and what it did to his teeth. Wow. And ever since then, um, my youngest, on her own, she says to she starts looking at labels, um, and she's done that before too. She was just like, "Oh wow, this has this much sugar." And I was like, "Hey, you know what? I I'd like to eat a little bit less sugar. Can we not? Ha- can I not have these crackers for for lunch? And can I not have this?" And on her own, like I didn't push her, so we just tried to give as much information as possible, and hopefully that they make um, a choice. And if they want to, you know, we we're there to support them. And if not, then, you know, it's, we're, we're still always going to be there to help at least guide or provide as much information for them to make the best decision. Yeah. So I want to take this over to like back to something you said about clients. I think that that is something that I can definitely see. And I, and I used to be the person that tried to give them every bit of information because I, like, I felt like they just needed to know everything and like, this is what's going to happen and this is what you got to do. But I've had clients now where they tell me they're going to try something, even though they hired me and they're working with me, which they're just adding more stuff to their play, right? Or they're trying different things or spending money elsewhere. Um, I tell them like, you know what? 
like this is kind of like my is that they'll ask you what's your opinion and i tell them like hey it's not a, the worst thing in the world it's not the, it's not something horrendous it's not but this is kind of what can kind of come out of it in the in the sense of like these are some effects of doing this type of exercise or adding this type of stress or, uh, or eliminating this food group or trying this particular diet. These are things that you can probably anticipate. Um, but if you, if you feel like you need to try it, try it. And in some cases, some clients won't because they, they take your word for it. And they're like, they saw, you know, the reasoning, they don't want to go through that. Some clients, you know, they need, they're that personality that needs to go through it to, to see for themselves and they can understand and kind of come to their own conclusion. I had a client that, um, while training with me and been with me for a while. So she trusts me. She's, I'm like, basically like one of uh, the people that she trusts the most with her, obviously the, uh, her health, of course. And then like stuff that she'd be battling with that, you know, on her own, like when it comes to her nutrition, her relationship with food. And she uh, ended up trying orange theory for a little bit, you know, while she was training with me on the days off the, today, uh, we were trained three times a week. She'd go on her off days and, um, she was doing it just to get some extra movement. She said, which I know that a lot of it doesn't have to do with working out more. I know that. And I told her, go, you know, whatever is going to make you be consistent and you're going to have fun and enjoy, try it, go for it. She did. And she lost a couple extra pounds, like doing that on top of training with me, of course. So what we did is that a lot of strength-based stuff to counter the excessive cardio. Cause obviously orange theory is literally about that. That's like their model, which is, Hey, if you want to go there to burn calories and lose weight, Hey, that's probably going to help you do that. Right. It's going to burn a lot of shit ton of calories. So what happened was, and I told her, this is what I had told her before. Like, yeah, you can do it. Just know that the, the extra calories being burned, if we're not addressing certain things at home with the nutrition, it's your body will, you'll probably will see a drop because of the new and extra work. Um, but just pay attention to potentially once you start slowing down, we need to be mindful of stuff that we're at home. What are we eating? How are we sleeping? All these other things. And this is a possibility of when you start to slow down of orange theory. Eventually she stopped because um, she just, um, I don't know exactly what happened, but she stopped and sure as hell, some, some of the weight came back um, relatively quickly. I mean, she saw that, that, that rush, that drop. But as soon as she stopped of the extra, uh, extra calorie burn, she came back and then she was to understand she knew and deep down she knew because she's been with me for a while. So she understands how kind of these things work, but I encourage it now with clients. I encourage, I had a client tell me that she uh, uses Herbalife products and I'm like, use them. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to take them. Like, these are my thoughts on it. I would never, I don't prescribe them ever. Obviously I don't take them myself. I feel that you can buy other supplements that are good quality that they're nothing special. Better I said, quality. Yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, I don't know the quality of their products. I just know it's nothing revolutionary. I think it's as basic as a, it's just a branding. It's way, it's fucking protein. It's whey protein, some basic meal replacements. There's no, nothing in their product. That's like universal. Like, Oh my God, it's just the concept of the branding, the MLM stuff that they have going on. But um, I told her, if you have those products, you already purchased them before hiring me, you're free to take them. I'm, this is my opinion. I want to teach you how to work with food, but I'm not going to tell you, throw your products away. Like, no, like do what you feel like you need to do. And then we, I know that as a human being, we 
don't like necessarily being told no or what we can't do because that's going to probably put our focus is to doing it. We naturally rebel against some authority or someone telling you the counter. And I think that that's, it works, has worked a lot better with my clients because it's left them more receptive. I give them always a choice in the sense of, of, of avenues. I tell them, do you want, do you feel like you're mentally ready to go in a deficit or do you feel like you want to, you, do you, I give you the, this is a solution that I think might be better, but of, you know, doing it this way. And then I give them and I let them choose. And if they chose something and then they regret it, we can pivot right back. I, it's never like I always tell them your your answer in your choice is never definitive. It doesn't mean that like this is once you go that route, you have to commit to it. You know, it's it's like you pick the wrong weight to work out with and you thought, oh, shit, I'm going to get 12 with oh, eight. OK, let me drop this down. You know, it's not a big deal. It's a simple adjustment. And I think that's a, a I kind of, you know, my our profession is trainers. I don't have children to say, yeah, I'm going to tell my children to do this and this. But with clients, it's it, it kind of is like almost like a like a father like you know uh, relationship it's to, to a different extent. But like it's just the advice. You're the authority. They're the person, the professional that they're seeking out your advice, your input. And I think if you always let someone choose, they're going to be a lot happier. And this can go in every direction, even with relationships. Who wants a controlling partner? Who wants someone that's going to tell you, you can't do this, this, and this. You can't hang out with your friends. Eventually, what's going to happen? That's going to fucking go to shit because no one likes being told what to do. You People, as humans, we love choice. We like to it being our conscious decision of doing something. We do it a lot better, and we're a lot happier. You guys ever have like either a favorite, um, like you just listened to a new song, saw a new movie, read a new book, did a new thing, and you thought it was like the best thing ever. And now you want to tell everybody about it. Like, look, you need to listen to this. Watch this, watch this, watch this, or try this, try this, try this. How many I people do you my put- total, total money makeover book that I was reading that I was telling you guys about? <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. Um, how many people do you push away when, you, when you're telling them, when you're pushing so hard about it? Before, pff, they would run away. Exactly. Like, so that's oh my that's God, just, here Jonathan goes again. That's kind of an example of that uh, the helicopter parent where you say you stress something so much or even as a trainer right you just say hey you got to do this you got to do this this is the best thing this is this is awesome you got to you won't believe it and then they'd be like no i kind of don't want that no no thank you you're a bit too pushy and that's where we have to like learn as trainers as parents as just people uh kind of like to your point john of having having someone make their own choice say hey this is a thing i think this is cool i think this is what you should do um just like what i what i try to do i mean like sometimes i'm i'm still working on this uh with my kids instead of saying hey you need to do this okay well i think this is the best best option best route um i try to tell them whenever you have something that's going something uh, a new task homework something to do just knock it out right away just do it now so you don't have to worry about it later and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. When they don't, I say, well, remember what I t- said to you before? Maybe you should have done it earlier. And then we wouldn't be at this situation where it's all the way at night and you have to take out your clothes. You got to brush your teeth. You got to put away, you know, your dirty clothes and, and a whole bunch of other kind of things that could have been done and over with if you would have just taken care of it in the beginning. So I guess it's just a roundabout's way of saying, to your point, we do want choice. And not only is it com- can we push people away from being so hard on not to do something, we can be so hard as, as being too pushy as to do something. It's no different gotta, than religion, 
it's no different than diet people that become super obsessed with the diet that they're doing and they go crazy with it. Like they, I had a, a, a trainer friend that literally this guy would have something like he was going through something and he literally would tell everyone and everyone, all his clients, he kind of would put them on like the regimen of like, uh, whatever diet he was following, whether it's paleo, it was keto, it was uh, whatever. He literally like would per- start to prescribe whatever he was like into. And I, and you know what? I, I think that's, it's not necessarily always a bad thing because it means that you're passionate, of course. But I also feel that you, once you, once time goes on, as we get older, as we get more experience, maybe in our field, we understand these things and we know that maybe forcing anyone to do anything is probably not going to yield, you know, yield us the best results. So we're more, we're more open to kind of sit back. It's almost like when your parents are older, once you're like already kind of at a certain age and they kind of like already in their forties, fifties, or, you know, sixties, and they, and they'll look back and they'll just kind of like, they're more laid back parents. They're just more like, eh, you know, they know. They know exactly what they need to tell you. And it's almost like they make you do what they want, but you don't even know that they, they, they did. It's like a very like stealthy way of communication. I think that's also kind of us as trainers is that we plant the idea, but it's like the client comes back to you like, you know what? I want to do this. And it's like, if you, what you've been saying this whole time, but you've been just kind of working that, you know, because you know, it's the best, the better alternative for them. Mike, I know you had, we were probably not like not letting Mike talk. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Oh, that's, uh, that's Inception right there. Is what that's doing. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Inception, Jedi mind trick. You know what? That's the best idea you've ever had. I wish I had thought of that, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's funny because listening to you guys go back and forth, I'm seeing so many analogies from parenting to training, mm-hmm. uh, being, yep. being somebody's coach. And I mean, especially being a coach that actually like cares for their client and the results of their client, making sure that they, you know, caring for their well being essentially. Um, and I think it's definitely, you know, like I'm in the same exact boat where I almost let, I of course give my clients the best advice I can, but at the same time, like you're a free spirit, you can, do these other things that I maybe disagree with, but at the end of the day, there's only good that can come out of you doing something like that. Cause say you go and do this extra routine or extra program or this diet, I advise against it, but you can go for it. Say it works. Holy crap. I just learned something and you just got the result that you were looking for. Say it doesn't work. Well, that reinforces me being like a knowledgeable figure, which is kind of selfish, but it's also kind of reinforcing the fact that, you know, I know what I'm talking about. So hopefully that gets a little bit more confidence out of them, but then also mm-hmm. it should hopefully guide them away from the thing that didn't work. And then maybe more towards the thing that I was suggesting all along. So it seems like a win-win because we you know, if we're looking at the, the mistake side, say that that action or idea was a mistake, you know, that's, that's, that's how we learn. Those are the best lessons that we can learn is, is from failures, mistakes, wrongdoings. So, you know, the more of those that we can get in hopefully uh, safe ways, then, you know, the more we all grow and learn from. What I was going to say, what made me think about this is like with, even with the parenting thing, I can imagine. And then with the coaching side is that 
I can see the, you know, obviously the intention of both, you know, being on top of someone and trying to give them the absolute best is it comes from a good place the the, the net the net the the net total is positive right you're not doing it for for malicious intent um you're as a parent you're trying to like save them the grief and the and protect them from the pain of the world and blah 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 your this is your intentions are good with the coaching side too but what you notice i think is by just letting them make their choice what's going to happen is that as a as a as a as a as a say son it, you want to say it. oh i thought you're gonna son, say as a byproduct no 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 as a son <laughs> or a daughter you're good what's gonna happen you're gonna you're probably gonna build that you're you're gonna trust your parents even more when life gets harder when when stuff starts to when you when your parent lets you move and move out and go live your life and and, and you know that you you're gonna they're gonna have your back regardless of whatever happens I think that's and same thing with a with a with a coaching client to a trainer. Like my what happened with this client that did Orange Theory? It wasn't the first thing that she did with that was extra or outside, and she also did another uh, company, another boot camp company, and uh, just for with her friends. Like they wanted to sign up, they did it for a couple months, and uh, what happens? The that client has stuck with me through it all and has abandoned these other modalities. Because I never said, you can't do that. You have to pick me as a trainer and I'm the only one that's going to able to give you any type of workout ever. What happens even um, with close people that are, you know, they always want to give their two cents and be like, you know, you can do this. She always says, my trainer, Jonathan, he's my guy. He understands me. He gets me regardless of even how close these other people are. So you, you always want to, you kind of, as a, as a natural thing is you, this person will always trust you. It's it, it, by giving them choice. You don't want to come out and be like, you are the best. You are the only one that can, they can seek for knowledge because one, we always know that we don't know all the answers of for everything. You know, we also seek out other sources that are, that are reliable and try to like, you know, add and fill and, and, and prescribe good information and, and, and ideas. But, you know, if you, as long as you give these people option and you treat them as such as an individual, as a person of a free will, as you will, you're going to see long-term success. And I've experienced that with clients that have maybe have left me for a couple weeks or months to go try something on their own, maybe, or try like a different, uh, another facility where there's classes, whatever. And they usually always come back. Eventually they always come back. And it's not because I'm chasing them down. Like, Hey, do you want to come back and train with me? It's like, they just know that I'm there and I'm never going to just be like, Oh no, you can't work with me now. Like, no, like, you know, you had your chance. I've had clients that were very inconsistent. Um, and they always end up coming back. Even if they are still inconsistent, I know eventually something will stick. Um, and I always want them to look at like, as, as me, as a trainer, that they can come and they can work with you and they know that you can reach out to you. It's not going to be weird. I'm not going to treat them any different because they're not with me. I'm not going to stop answering their texts or phone calls, or if they need something. Um, I think that the most important thing is if you do it from a caring perspective, everything else kind of just falls into place the way it's supposed to Mike. Yeah. You just reminded me, I have a, um, yesterday, um, one of my old clients came back to the gym for the third time and for the third time agreed to signing up with me. Um, and every, so like, I mean, you, you know how it goes when you lose a client, it's kind of like, okay, did I do something wrong? What could I have done better? Kind of like the self-reflection stage of, you know, the breakup period, so to speak. Um, and every time I'm like, you know, I did, 
the best I could given the, the circumstances. Of course, things can always go better, but you know, I gave him my best effort and that sort of thing. And then he came back again and I'm like, okay, cool. Like he must've thought the same thing. And then this is the third time now that he's coming back and he's signing up yet again. Maybe, you know, this is the time that actually sticks. This is the time where circumstance allows him to stick it out a little bit longer. Or maybe this is the time where, you know, he went off and did his own thing and he tried all these things that he wanted to try and none of them worked. So now he's back. Maybe this is the time that my counsel actually, you know, gets heard and he actually sticks to it. So it's funny that you said that because that literally just happened yesterday. And I'm like, oh, that's that's really cool because, you know, he's a good guy. He's got a lot of potential. He just he needs to zero in on one idea and stick to it. That's really what he is is he's, he's a, like a ping pong ball, just bouncing around with all these different ideas and different modalities and wants to do this this week. And then next week it's this thing. And then it's like, just, just pick something, dude, just fucking pick something, please. I think every, everyone's a little different. There's personalities that are just naturally like that with everything. Uh, I have a client that surprisingly, I mean, the guy's stuck with me is even upgraded and working with more, more closely, but He's everywhere. He's he's scatterbrained. I mean, he he. You can tell his mind is going like a thousand miles an hour all the time. He has a lot on his plate, but you know what? You just gotta embrace that. You gotta just like feed into that. Like everyone's so different, and I think that's why the personal training you said the other day, like a full time personal trainer, is a very tiring job mentally because it's more than just like I'm counting your reps. Okay, sir, sign out. We'll see you next time. Whatever you're you're having conversations with these people you're getting to know them is you're building a relationship inherently so that's that's kind of what's happening and um you start figuring out how to talk to each individual in a certain way everyone all of us have like coaching personality and maybe a certain style and how we articulate and explain and and give examples analogies whatever but we also i'm sure the three of us here mold to our or individual like how are we going to talk to Susie versus tim like we're going to talk in different ways explain it in different ways and uh cater to their needs in a different way i almost kind of like trademarked uh, our friend over here but um you know i'm going to just say instead of tailoring we're going to cater the workouts and the nutrition and the in the conversation to what they need curated yeah is it curated <laughs> curated no it's a another version another way to say it yeah i i always naturally say catering like i cater something but i guess is that better no or is that so a better word? no no you, food available would you would you go so far as to say that it's a catered coaching method <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sounds like the walmart brand for yeah, some yeah. reason it's like the great value wish, wish yeah. version yeah oh uh, yeah um nah man it's always cool when you see like something that i i like this is kind of side note coaching businesses that aren't uh a name of someone it's just it's a name that's why i always like i enjoyed the next we when we were bouncing names even for this podcast like what's something that's not jonathan mike and gabe like it's not has nothing to do with our name like if this, you know, in the future, we somehow kind of put something together where it's a legitimate business with services and products that it's not necessarily on our, on our name. So it's always cool to kind of, for people, I feel to be part of something. And I think that with our coaching kind of still in that, in that topic, it's you, the way you coach, it's almost like someone is proud to be part of 
your vision, your business, your service. Um, my clients recognize that next level health PT is like the name of that I use, you know, legally, um, versus Jonathan Alvarez fitness, for example, which was like the most standard thing, um, for coaches, right. It's just Alvarez fitness or whatever. I kind of wanted my, my idea just to be outside of just me as an individual where, Hey, if I was to, I was hearing someone talk about this, like about their company, but it's like, if you got hit by a car tomorrow, it's not, you know, the, the business can potentially continue to thrive and grow and be something more. And if you have, in this case, you have partners or people that you're working with, you know, if I, like, for example, Gabe, you're going to be out of town next week. I'm not, yeah. no, no one's dying anytime soon, hopefully. Right. So, um, but like, if like you're, you're out next week or when I've missed an episode or when Mike's not been able to record, like, it's cool because it's not like the Gabriel Contreras show or the Mike Nillis show or the Jonathan Alvarez show. It's, it's, it's a next level show. So if one of us is gone, the show can continue. The show can keep going on. And I think that's, that's really, really neat that people can feel part of the, of this podcast too. Uh, we got a good compliment from our, our good friend, uh, Marlon, he sent me and Gabe, uh, Mike, you didn't see this, but we had one of his listeners that gave a compliment about us guys in Florida. That's what he said. The guys in Florida. Um, and it's cool, man. It's like where people just connect. That's literally the point of the, our, our advice, our conversation, our coaching or whatever we do is you want someone to be part and we're trip, we're tribal as by humans we're, we're naturally like that regardless yep. of who says that they're solo and they're they're an introvert you always kind of resonate with something you're always going to kind of latch on to something and hey if you want to kind of be part of our group and everything hey you're welcome because this is what it's all about or maybe sometimes you're always looking to be a part of something right so even if you're not currently or if you're bouncing bouncing around you're looking because we always have that i guess that there's comfort in familiarity right yeah. so if you have if you walk into a you know a new job a room or whatever and you don't know anyone in there you might gravitate towards someone that either a looks um similar to you or acts a certain kind of way dress a certain kind of way just or, or hey you have on a pair pair of sneakers oh hey that other dude has the same ones or something another color let me go and talk to them because there's some kind of commonality there. So we're yeah. just looking for something like that. So that is a, a good point of, of that tribalism. Yeah, I don't, uh, my fucking train of thought went to a, a dark place about, you know, throwing the modem into the street and driving over it with a semi-tractor trailer. But, <laughs> um, the fuck are we talking about? Tribalism? Yep. <laughs> yes. Okay. We, well, naturally yeah. like to, we naturally gravitate towards something. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, t tribalism is like, it's a, it, to me, in my mind, it's a double-edged sword where you get like two yes. different um, components of that. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes you have a support network that comes from tribalism. And sometimes you have this vitriolic, like loathing of other people that aren't in your tribe. So um, that's like- Going to the, war against them. Yeah. So that's like the- like the the double-edged sword of, of of that as a concept and i agree humans we do tend to gravitate towards something and then we find the other people that gravitate towards the same thing and then you know hopefully we're of the mindset that we can respect other people's opinions and respect other people's uh viewpoints and this is not 
just about, you know, which diet you're following or which modality of training you want to do. But also when it comes to, you know, some people get super into football and like actually hate other teams and other people that follow other teams or politics oh, yeah. or certain car manufacturers. I mean, it's kind of like, it's such a silly thing to get so caught up over at the end of the day. And, you know, maybe there's good things to find within those, except you're just so like narrow-minded. So I guess like, this is just me saying like, be open-minded and let people like do what they want to do and, you know, worry about yourself kind of thing. But yeah, that would be my thought. I think it's also important to point to say that. Yeah. Even though let's say you, you as a listener, if you've been following us and you continue to check in, you feel part of this group is like, yeah, keep open-minded. There's always other people that know more or different things that we do. It's just, that's okay. That's what it's all about. I think that, we want to create a space where it's we we have different guests, we have uh, different points of views. We've had guests that are different from each other, have different ideas with when it comes to uh, fitness and training, which is cool, man, because that's what it's all about. There's not we always say that there's not one way for everyone. You got to find what you genuinely enjoy, and it's all about becoming better. At the end of the day, it's not about you reach a point in the destination and that's it. Like there, the, the, your journey's over. Um, there's always going to be something to learn, something always to grow on. But um, I think we can kind of start wrapping it up here. I think this is kind of like a fun little, we didn't know what direction this, uh, the show was going to go. It started off with parenting, go figure and uh, kind of tied um, into our. Was, was this yeah. our inaugural freestyle Friday? Yes. Hey. Oh, hey. then we can kind of we can kind of do it that way, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. As a, as a two closing two closing thoughts. One, um, to kind of like put a pin on, and I guess the what you guys were saying. Bottom line, just be cool. Don't be, you know, uncool. Be not cool. Exactly. Don't do yeah. that. And then something else, something that I, that I wanted to to bring up, um, totally unrelated, more like a randomness kind of thing that would go in the beginning of the episode. Uh, a while back, I want to say towards the end of last year, um, I read or came across this where Google was going to offer certain certifications uh, for certain fields, uh, I guess, certain job markets. And this certificate would work or be just as good as like a, a four-year degree for certain kind of companies. And for a while it was just, okay, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, but now it actually is available. So now you can get like a, a certificate from Google as like either IT support, user experience design, project management, analytics. And sure. after completing this course online, you would now, you know, they would hook you up with, I guess, certain companies that are, um, uh, looking for this or that they would view it, this certificate, like I said, as basically like a four-year degree, kind of like school. Uh, so I think that's that something kind of, kind of cool that that's out that is finally available for, for everyone. Uh, another option for, for you to, um, if you're, if you're looking for a job, looking for a change of career, or just, uh, want to do something else and like to have the freedom of working from home, working remotely, if you do enjoy this, uh, again, other options for, for people. And let's just say you're in a certain area where the job market isn't all the best. Now that you can kind of like just branch out to other, um, uh, other options are available to you because of how you can basically just do this from online. So just thought that that was uh, awesome. And I got the email right uh, today uh, saying that it was live. That is really, really cool. Um, I can't help but think how things like that like as time goes on like i'm 
of course I have a son and I think about the future and the future that he's going to have available to him all the time. And it's, it's so like, there's a part of the movie fight club that comes to mind where I don't even remember the exact moment, but he references planet Starbucks and how corporations are going to be like these big gigantic entities. Um, And then even, you know, going more recently on the reference side of like, the game cyberpunk that just came out how these corporations now own cities and they're basically their own government governments and all that sort of stuff like there's these companies are like expanding into all these different areas and they just keep growing and growing and growing and they're just gonna be so fucking powerful um in the next 10 or 20 30 years something like that so it's just interesting i'm wondering you know how far is this gonna go because a couple years ago google was just a search engine that was literally yep. all they did. And now they own all sorts of entertainment and different types of companies. And now they're doing degrees or certifications of some kind. Like, where does, like, am I going to have a Google car or they have phones? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Just crazy. Well, the Apple phone is almost, uh, Apple car is almost going to be there. So, yeah, I think they will yeah. because if you, it's a, it goes more towards like uh, going back to that whole tribalism kind of thing of being uh, familiar with a brand. Okay, hey, I'm I'm familiar with Apple. Had their products for a while, from their you know iPod to their iPhone. Now you know the AirPods, right? So now since I'm used to or I'm familiar with their products, when they come out with a with a vehicle. I might go to them because of that. A uh, new PlayStation came out. Okay, I'm, I've had one, two, three, four. Let me go with the five because I'm used to or I'm okay with their with, or their type of uh, either user experience type of products they, they come out with. So it kind of falls in line with uh, what we were mentioning before. Yeah. You know what's funny? I think, I think the lines of the video game industry would be blurred if we could link an Xbox controller to a PlayStation or a PlayStation controller to an Xbox. I think that's like 95% of people's loyalty is which controller their hands are used to using. Oh, speak, um, speaking of, uh, not to cut you off, there was some, I want to say from PlayStation, either they made a patent or were trying to do something where they can, you can turn anything into a controller. Like oh, you can really? turn a banana, you can turn a banana into a controller. That's... It was just something weird and funky, but who knows where, what direction they're taking that towards. Wow. Awesome. Um, just to wrap it up here, I mean, I kind of forgot to tell you guys at this the beginning. Um, I told you I was gonna I was gonna tell you guys why I was running behind and why I ended up recording this episode with no pants. Um, because it's more comfortable. I, it is. I actually kind of enjoy it right now. I think I'm gonna revert to the Gabe style. But see, but dude, tell me how I get home. I had a good had a good session. I went to go train with my uh, coach. Um, I got some stuff done. I get home, man. Dude, I left Katara out. She peed, right? It's fine. Whatever. She peed. I'm still mad about that. No, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. I get home. Fucking Sasha started working a couple minutes prior, and it's just streaking piss all over the fucking ground. Sasha is my vacuum. Her name is Sasha. Sasha. Oh, okay. Oh. I totally forgot. Oh, eh. bro. Okay. I all I see is these little trail marks. Luckily, I emptied the bin. I emptied the bin like you know after every like pass. Um, bro, I get home. The house smells like urine, dude. And nice. I, it's just, it, it, uh, there's something about coming home. Like you know when you come home to a clean house and you know you just you just cleaned it like a couple of days ago or the day the same day. You get home, you're like, 
ah, I'm home. I want to be here. I wanted to just walk right back out, sleep, go back to go back to happy time because I was having a great time. The great morning. I got to sleep in today. I didn't have any more early clients. And sure as shit, I was only gone for about three hours, if that. And I like, you know, I was, you know, I like to let Katara roam around because overall she's a good dog. But bro, she had to pee. And how the hell do you end up without pants? So I'm I had a I luckily I had the mop ready from like a this weekend and it's like a big it's a big mop bucket i have like one of those industrial ones and uh, everyone makes fun of it because it's the ones the big yellow ones um but i have bleach water in there because i use it with bleach and other and other uh, chemicals to really just clean the ground the floor and i i'm pissed i'm pissed i'm don't get me wrong i was definitely livid i was not in a happy mood i wasn't calm i was pissed i told her get her ass in the cage Put her in timeout. She's actually still in timeout right now. Um, I let her eat, but she went back in timeout. And I'm pissed. I'm mopping the house, and I'm putting that, and I'm lifting it up, and I'm putting it into thing to where the drain, and I just kind of dry it out. And what since it's so full of like water, I slapped it, and it, the bleach water splashed on my pants. So then I, I'm pissed about that. So I go and I rinse my with a lot of water where the bleach fell. And now my pants are kind of wet and I'm just like, dude, it's just, it, it was just, uh, about th- I was dude till the minute I got onto this, I was cleaning the vacuum and drying out the brush, the, the, the brushes, uh, just making sure I didn't damage the vacuum. Luckily from the looks of it, it well, best case scenario, it wasn't poop. It wasn't poop or vomit. It was just urine, which is still annoying um there was nothing in the tray barely so it wasn't like i had a bunch of hair that was wet it was just just it was just leaving marks everywhere now i'm gonna run after this i'm gonna go to the store and get some stuff for my carpet just it, the carpet looks fine thankfully that's one that, that's another reason why i was upset it was more because i have a carpet on the ground a rug and i'm gonna go make sure that i'm gonna go the uh you know spray it clean it scrub it make sure it's good yeah man that was my uh freaking morning so i forgot to tell you guys at the beginning well, um, nice. you know, you know what they say, don't you? It's better to be pissed <laughs> off than pissed on. This is true. Thousand percent. Yes. So um, it's, it's always those nuances. I say that now I'll probably get peed on later today, just as you know, justice for saying that. But, um, I have a funny story for you guys. I went to, uh, uh, Delhi yesterday to, um, Cause I was hungry and I just kind of figured it was convenient, easy, fast, whatever. Uh, so I went up to the counter and I'm like, uh, I'd like to buy a bagel with cream cheese. The guy looked at me, he was like, we only take cra- cash or credit cards. <laughs> How dare they? You should be able to pay with cream cheese. Yeah. It's a, it's a high currency there. Should be. It's a high grade. Yeah, you'd think so, but <laughs> apparently not. So... So it's funny you were at the deli there. So I was um, I was actually in Russia listening to a stand-up comedian making fun of uh, Putin. Uh, jokes weren't all that good, but uh, I liked the execution. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Well, listeners, with that being said, you already know the deal. Tune in, subscribe if you haven't already, and until next time. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go to leave us a five-star rating and review. That simply helps us get out in front of more people. 
as well as follow us on Facebook at the Next Level Show private forum. Check us out on Instagram as well at the Next Level Show. My personal page is at John Alva Fitness. Gabe is at Prime and Glory. And Mike is at Mike Nellis PT. Thank you.